this episode of Mona Moments, you will hear a conversation between artist Lisa Sheets and University of Washington museology graduate Danielle New, who worked collaboratively with their project partner Hannah Corneliuson on the current Outside In Gallery exhibition titled Standing Still. This show features the artwork of Lisa Sheets and 10 other local artists and was curated by Hannah Corneliuson and Danielle New. Okay, wonderful. Um, so we can go ahead and get started. I, I would just love to know a little bit about the piece stop um, that's going to be in the show. Uh, yeah, that specific piece, um, I went back to, to remind myself like when I made it because I kind of started reacting maybe in late February or early March, I, in my artwork, I started reacting to, whoa, you know, we're having a pandemic here, you know, and what does that mean? And what does that look like? And this piece I did in like late April. So it was definitely already happening. Like we already were in shutdown mode and, and just the weirdness around us. Like I remember when it really became crystal clear to me that there is something really wrong going on is when the library closed and I had all these library books and audio books in my studio and it's like I, I don't have to bring them back for like months because there's no library like that never happens right it was like okay some this is something really really impactful on us and just the you know the fact that everyone everything came to a stop and that's you know that piece I think stop right is just this moment where I did several pieces that were like where the streets are completely empty and there's just nothing and then there's these random strange things happening like in that piece the roller coasters are actually kind of a uh, recurring theme for me in many of my collages not just the pandemic ones uh I, I feel like that roller coaster image it just hits people in a lot of different ways I mean some people are like I love roller coasters, you know, it's so exhilarating and scary. And other people are like, yeah, way too much stimulation for me, you know, or just not knowing what's going to happen. Or even you can see what's going to happen, but, you know, you and you can't stop it. Or, you know, the experience of being on a roller coaster is both, um, can be both hopeful, like I see what's happening, or, and it can be very frightening too. And so I have, the little coronaviruses, you know, riding along on that. And the female is, you know, the vintage imagery, you know, that I grabbed from an old ad where she's kind of trying to dodge it somehow. Um, I feel like that's, that's what we were all trying to do, you know, literally. <laughs> we're all like hiding, trying to dodge that thing and, and trying to figure out where it is at all times. And, you know, we were just in, in like a mode of hiding from it, you know, the, the people that could and the people that were essential workers or whatever, they, they have to dodge it in a different way. Right. You know, speaking of your, your collage style, I'm just wondering where do you source a lot of those uh, vintage materials that you use? Yeah, I've been kind of collecting those images my whole life. So the location where I would go to find them has changed. Like, like I mentioned to you, I, I have some collages that I did back in the eighties. And back then I would go hunting for old magazines or I would find uh, old, you know, books or I, it was mostly physical searches of an antique mall where you find a cool old letter 
or something, you know, and I would gather these things that looked somehow interesting, even if I didn't know at that moment, like, oh, this, this is for a certain piece or whatever. It would be like that image grabs me and I would just bring it into my drawer of stuff, you know, and over the years, the drawer of stuff has become kind of huge. Um, but nowadays you can search in a different way because you have the internet now. So there are these online databases that are full of all these wonderful pictures that you can search by theme and you can search like there's national archives where, you know, there are just copyright free images. And so there's a lot of ways now that I can search with using my computer and save the JPEG, you know, and have a little file on my computer of things that I can print out. And I, I love that because I love to use repetition. And most of the time I use an image more than once. And so I can save it. I can print it out in different sizes. Uh, I can print it out on different kinds of paper. Not just, I'm not just stuck with whatever kind of crappy magazine paper that was from 1930 that's starting to get brittle. You know, I can print it out. And and years ago, I did use a, a copy, like a color copy machine uh, quite a bit to make my multiples, but I have like more options now. Uh, but I, I still find images that are just like in old vintage stuff because I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, hunting, hunting for vintage stuff too. So I haven't stopped my trolling in antique malls, but you know, I, I did, I did have to put a stop to it for a while during the pandemic because everything closed. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of serendipitous, you know, it's, it's kind of rare that I go and just look for a certain image. Um, but sometimes I search for certain categories. Like last year, I was super excited about, you know, Ooh, 100 years of the suffragette movement. And I, you know, went hunting specifically for, you know, suffragette imagery, and that it's great that you can use the computer to to do that. Because I didn't have that option back in the 80s and 90s. I was just randomly searching. Our our next question here um, is just a little bit about the exhibit theme. Um, so. The exhibit, as you know, has a dual theme, one of standing still and feeling frozen in time, and the second of resiliency and emerging from, from struggle still standing. So I'd love to know a little bit about what your reflections uh, on this theme are, especially as it relates to your work. Yeah, so um, I, I feel like it's true that we, we did reach last year and, you know, and for quite some time, even into now, depending on the person and their circumstances, this place where everyone became still, where everyone became a bit frozen. And, and it gave us all like a great opportunity to examine, you know, hey, what have I been running after? What have I been chasing and doing with this mindset of, well, this is just what I do. You know, I just run around, I just do these things. And now, and then we all had this really weird, I mean, globally, right? We had this weird opportunity to, to go, okay. And, and, you know, essential workers didn't stop, but there was still a reflection on, okay, what am I doing every day? And what will I do it differently? And that kind of thing. And in terms of my work, you know, one thing that I immediately shifted to uh, when I realized, yeah, this, there's something happening here, you know, in like late February and early March, I shifted. I, I was really into the suffragette thing because I had been like invited to participate in some shows like, hey, celebrating the centennial of, you know, the vote and all this. 
And I had been doing a lot of research because I love researching history. I'm, I'm a, a history geek. And, you know, I had been doing all this suffragette history research and I immediately shifted to like, hey, what can we connect to here? What can we feel like? Who's been through this before? Hey, the 1918 pandemic, right? So I immediately started like reading books about this and finding some old letters, you know, where people wrote about this because they went through a similar, uh, you know, standstill if you will. And I mean, they were in the middle of a world war at the time as well. So it's not like everything actually stopped, but, you know, to some extent, a lot of their normal functioning of society closed, you know, schools and theaters and, you know, like what's happened for us, a similar experience. And so I went back and did quite a bit of research for, you know, my collages to help me, you know, what part of what I wanted to do was like, hey, this isn't like something that nobody's ever experienced before. Like there's this whole other generation that did go through this and, you know, they did come out of it eventually. And, you know, there's some learning and there's some figuring out how, how we together get through this that we can do and, and we can learn from how they did it, you know, and how they, what they did right and wrong. And, you know, the, it was a different time at that point too, but I spent a lot of time in that research mode for my work in in response to realizing that we're all feeling stuck here right now. Yeah, and I mean, at least for me, it felt like nobody even knew that there was a pandemic in 1918. I mean, some people probably knew, but the general public, I don't think even, I mean, you know, society's memories can be so short. So I, yeah, I, I think that that research I can definitely see that in, in your work, at least. Uh, absolutely. Well, uh, another question for you um, is, how do you hope your art will impact viewers? Um, do you have any intention of, of you know, fostering any ideas or emotions or conversations um, in viewers? Yeah, I think, you know, to some extent, I can't always control what viewers, you know, how they're going to respond because they're responding, they're viewing it through their own lens and they're responding with their own experiences, which, you know, I may not have any idea about. But like, I guess one thing that I have felt through working my own way through, you know, a pandemic experience with these pieces that reflect back for a hundred years, you know, to a, to a previous time, is that I'm kind of hoping that they cause people to feel less alone or less isolated. Like that's, I think that's been a big issue for many people is a sense of isolation. Not only that, oh, I mentally feel isolated, but you know, I physically I'm isolated because I'm not going out to see people. And, you know, for those who live on, on their own, you know, in an apartment alone, they are isolated from others. And so one thing that I was hoping my artwork would do is just be like one, small voice that's like, hey, other people are also feeling this anxiety or they're feeling this, you know, the image with the roller coasters and the stuff like that if someone saw that, they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm not the only one that feels that, you know, even though we can't physically get together and have like an event and hug and, you know, like what we normally do for art events. 
I've been trying to put my artwork a lot out on, you know, I'd started it up with Instagram and did more online kind of exhibits because that's what's available for us to do uh, during this time. And I, I felt like, you know, at least that was the best way possible that I could share with this, a lot of people. That they're not the only one that feels this. But that's so beautiful. I, I, that's really great to hear, you know. Wonderful. So just a little bit of a pivot, not really because we've been talking about, you know, the pandemic. It's obviously a main theme of the show and a main, you know, uh, motivator for this particular piece that you did. But um, I'm just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your past year. Uh, it has been about 12 months since uh, COVID really became national news in the U.S. at least. Um, and so I'd love to know just what have you been up to and how have these 12 months impacted you? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, I think what I've been up to is probably like similar to what a lot of people have been doing, which is just to try to keep up from day to day on like what is the new information available about how do we keep ourselves and others safe? Um, how do I change my daily behavior to make sure that my own family isn't being exposed by anything that I do, that my community members aren't being, you know, like every day I'm just kind of like, hey, you know, what's, what's new Dr. Fauci or, you know, uh, that. And, uh, you know, just in my world, it's impacted me just because I realize, you know, I'm a pretty social person as an artist. Like I, I like to get out and go to the art events and support other artists that are having a show or to have a big event, you know, here in my studio and have a bunch of people come and, you know, be, so, be social. And like, we haven't been able to do that. Um, I have a studio here um, where I live called Art Spawn Studios, and I have several other artists that have studios here that rent from me. And so, you know, we do like open house a couple times a year where it's really fun and it's like, it's the art community, you know, and we're all doing our thing together. And it's like, well, that just came to a total stop. And so we figure out, okay, how are the ways that we can interact online or, you know, that's one thing that I've tried investigating a lot in the past year is how do I continue to, you know, have an art career and just represent myself online instead of doing it the way that I would have done it in the past in person with people. Um, but yeah, trying to figure out how to keep, you know, myself and those around me safe because, you know, I don't want to get sort of lazy about it and become like a vector, you know, to spread you know, COVID to a bunch of people. So it's a bit, it's a big concern, just the, that health aspect. Um, and I, I fortunately, you know, have not gotten COVID in the past year. So that's been good. Um, what else can I tell you about the past year? I think I've been relatively fortunate, you know, I mean, uh, many people have had a, a pretty huge impact on their job or their family, their personal health. And, you know, I, I feel, I feel pretty good. You know, I mean, it's, it's been weird, but one, you know, one thing I've tried to keep an eye on is like, how can we all help support each other? Because, you know, there are 
big fundraisers, for example, for people who, hey, they're like a performer and they lost their entire income. Like they have no way to live now and stuff. And so there's just so many people who have had devastating impact, you know, that I, I feel like I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how to be a good citizen here and not infect people. And that's, you know, that's what I've been focusing on. So um, I'm not sure if that's a great answer, but I, I haven't had like a super, which I'm so thankful, you know, I mean, knock on wood, right? But I haven't had too, too much of a devastating impact. And and to some extent, I see that as a as just luck because, you know, last year, February, March, you know, we were all still going about our life. And then you'd hear these stories about a random person like this this choir up in Bellingham where they they were like yeah you know we're gonna do social distancing and we're gonna have our rehearsal and then a whole bunch of them got sick and it it's kind of luck of the draw you know it's not like they were still trying to they were still trying to do the right thing it's just you know so I feel I feel really fortunate absolutely and um I guess I'm also just curious if there's anything you wish others knew about artists during a pandemic, during this time. What would others know about artists? Well, you know, artists are so different in their circumstances, you know. I mean, like one thing I think is really important is to keep an eye on you know, and I've been tr trying to do this a little bit, you know, keep an eye on people's social media pages and what they have going on, because a lot of artists who are, you know, in the, that's their business, fine art is their 100% business. They're trying to still come up with new ways to promote themselves on Instagram and set up like a little online shop where you can buy artwork from them. And I guess I would encourage people to know that artists are business people and their business, you know, their livelihood has been impacted by this shift in, you know, whatever, everyone was going to just shop at Amazon or something. And, you know, there's no art fairs. And some of the people, I have friends that, you know, they're, they make their living by doing art fairs where they travel to different cities and set up, you know, their complete income stream has been cut off. So I guess I would encourage people to remember that. Um, there's still ways that they can support artists, but it's just different than the way where we all would physically go to an art show. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so important. So I'm curious if you if you learned anything about yourself as, as, as an individual during this time or as an artist? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I have, I think I have learned quite a bit because, you know, I've, I've had to spend a lot more time looking into my own, you know, what do I do and what's my practice here because I have less distractions, you know? And I mean, I think that may be happening for many people is that with less distractions, you go, hey, you know, what is this routine that I'm doing here? And um, how does it, how does it impact like the world at large? And what are some different or better ways that I could interact with the world at large if I stopped and kind of thought about it and considered. And um, I think one thing that has happened for me in the past year, uh, partly due to, you know, having more time at home or in the studio and less time out running around doing things, 
doing jobs, running, running, is that I spent more time on social media, you know, which may be both good and bad. Uh, But the good part about the social media is that I think I've been able to reach out and connect with a lot more people. Like, so my information, I, I, I get a lot of information from the social media, from the different people who I've connected with there. And what that offers me is various perspectives that are different than my own. And, you know, maybe in the past, I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm running around. I don't have time for all these perspectives, but I've had more time. And so I feel, again, I feel really grateful that I have had uh, exposure to a wider group of people that I've been able to meet on social media, maybe a different group than I would have just randomly met if I just go to an art show and I'm just looking around and I don't know most of the people in the room. And, you know, because you kind of meet people on social media through like friend of a friend, friend of a friend. And then suddenly you're like, oh, I've really found these people that are really cool. And, uh, you know, I met them because of this connection of, you know, these three people that connected me to that person. And um, that's been a benefit that I've seen happen in the past year. That's a really great point. Uh, I, I can relate to that, you know, in my experience as well. Is there anything, any little thing uh, you hope others can take away from this past year's events? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that one thing that we may have finally recognized in a more like deep way and will take with us in the future is that, hey, what we do and what we assume, uh, it, it impacts other people, you know? If we're like, oh, this works for me, this is great. And then we don't really care about how it affects others. I mean, the public health issue that we're dealing with right now is like a demonstration of that, you know, the ripple effect, right? Of how, oh, I'm gonna go do this thing. and You know, it works for me but it doesn't work for other people. And um, it's, it devastates other people and you, you have to examine. Like there's a lot of different ways in our world where we can think about that, not just public health, right? Like, hey, my actions, my behaviors, my assumptions can impact other people. And how much am I gonna take responsibility for thinking about those things outside of my little bubble here to you know, be a good citizen and be a good you know member of the world here, and you know try to have some compassion and some interest and some connection with others. And I'm kind of hoping that this you know past year would give us all more uh, motivation or more impetus to spend time on that, because you know we're all like you know billions of humans like living on this planet, right? So it would be great if we work together better because we do impact each other. You know, we're not all just on our own. Heck yeah. You said that so well. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a really great point. Um, how, how can people access your art and, and you know, support your work after hearing this podcast? Um, well, I have a website that they can go to. It's um, www.lisasheets.com. And I'm on Instagram also. And my name on Instagram is lisasheets underscore artspawn, A-R-T-S-P-A-W-N. And artspawn is my little 
studio complex that I have here at my house where, you know, there's a few of us artists that all have our studios here. Okay, great. Thank you again. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this Mona Moment. Standing Still will be on view in Mona's Outside In Gallery from July 3rd to October 10th, 2021.